When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And most of that growth is around apps because that's what we talk about a lot, and for good reason. The app economy, if you hadn't noticed it, last year, 2018, the first decade of the App Store. Here we are, 2019, and we're looking ahead to a lot of trends in the mobile app economy, mobile app monetization, a big one. How are you going to make money in 2019 with your app? And to get the inside track on both, I'm bringing in a guest who has seen it from the start and is going to share a lot of these insights. And I'm sure, you know, history repeats itself. So if you're listening in, you're going to learn a lot from Mike Brooks. He is Senior VP Revenue at Weatherbug. Mike, great to have you today. Fantastic to be here, Peggy. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because you have been watching the app economy since 2013, not just watching it, actively in it, um, watching the evolution of it. I mean, you're at Weatherbug right now, but that isn't what you've always been doing. So give me an idea of what you have been doing in mobile. Correct, correct. So I started in 2012, actually, as an analyst uh, at AOL. So AOL, post the advertising.com acquisition, had a very strong math-based team doing yield analysis and delivery at AOL, uh, and I had just gotten my master's in statistics, so uh, it was a great transition into the analyst-type world. Uh, and 2012 was really, mobile was just beginning. There was one guy at AOL, his name was Chad Gallagher, and he took the role of managing all mobile non-reserve revenue into AOLad.com at the time a very small business. Again, I was a, you know, a young, uh, just right, fresh out of grad school analyst, been there about six months when 
they had a their first app download campaign. So I was at AOL, but didn't really work with this part of the business. And it was a campaign for Priceline. And this was prior to us knowing what a postback was, us prior to knowing what app install attribution was. As an organization, we, we kind of had no idea, uh, but my who turned out to be my boss, Chad, uh, had to run a campaign with really no understanding of it whatsoever. And, and that's a fair place to be, right? 2013, the world, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, is much different than it was today. Um, you know, what ended up happening was we ran the campaign and I wasn't involved. We just, it was just Chad. Uh, and it was horrific. We didn't know how to track. We didn't know how to target. Uh, I was wondering was, what was going to happen. I thought, you know, oh, it was a train wreck. Was it pray and spray or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for, I mean, it was, I mean, I think we probably optimized to CTR, you know, back in the day, everything was click-based. So, uh, you know, I think that we didn't know what the windows would be. We didn't have a way of ingesting postbacks all these things that we know as kind of common sense today from a media buying perspective uh, and an analysis perspective didn't exist, certainly not in the, the mainstream. So uh, AOL ran the campaign. It was a train wreck. I think the CPI was well into the thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, every company has a few of those. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, kind of good for me because when, when that thing blew up, um, you know, it became a very big priority to say, okay, how do we how do we play in this game? And it was still early on. This was pre-Facebook coming heavy onto the scene. It was pre-Google, uh, certainly well before UAC. Uh, and all of the players in the media buying space were networks. It was all ad networks off of the 320 by 50 banner ad. Video wasn't around. Retargeting wasn't really around. Um, and it, it was early. So uh, because that campaign bombed so poorly, performed so poorly, uh, I got the job and say, Hey, somebody figure out how this works. And, and that kind of became my job. So we starting in February of 2013 launched the app download demand business at AOL, which was the function of basically advertising.com mobile, uh, and its optimization algorithms as applied to the app download world. It's a wild time. Indeed. And I mean, you stayed in mobile to your credit. You could have said, "Uh Oh, this is not, this is a wild west. I'll go back to online where it's safe. Um, and uh, since then, you've moved on to, you went straight from AOL to where you are now? Or Yes. Well, it was, it was interesting because over the course of my career at AOL, we were heavy in the M&A space at the time. You know, AOL is always heavy there, but we yeah. had acquisitions of the advertising arm of Microsoft. We yeah. had acquisition of Millennial Media. We oh, had yeah. acquisition of Adapt TV on the video side. So all of these pieces kept pouring in and there was no me at the other, play, you know, millennial aside, uh, there was no app download expertise at any of these companies, but they were good assets, right? We're talking about video. We're talking about uh, a much stronger mobile data presence. And then, you know, you fast forward to Yahoo and, and Flurry is what, what Oath ended up turning into or became. Yeah. Uh, so, so I got to see the evolution while at AOL of what started as honestly a core of advertising.com that then was supplemented by video via Adapt TV and then supplemented by the expertise of Millennial and then the native piece coming over from Yahoo Gemini. So it was a very cool place to kind of watch the industry mature into what it is today, almost via acquisition uh, at AOL. So I was able to, uh, to accumulate that knowledge from these companies as well as my basis at AOL uh, and, you know, basically put together the best product that we could. 
And I think the one of the most foundational points of that was the acquisition by Verizon. So when we were acquired by Verizon, my team uh, built and I mean the the, the preload business for uh, Verizon was already built with through Digital Turbine, um, but we really brought that business to market in a big way. So being able to use all those resources and kind of pick and choose how to build the best business uh, was a really a really funky and cool opportunity, and, and it was an awesome time. You know, you mentioned preload. I have to smile here almost because uh, I was just at an app event uh, convention, conference rather, and uh, there was someone there saying, you know, hey, we have to take another look at preload as a way of, you know, getting to the user, um, keeping ad dollars under control because obviously if your app is preloaded on the device or the the operator is pushing it for you, um, you know, that's that's part of the, uh, that's almost home Allure. free for, for an app company. So here we are, you know, that was 20, yeah, that was last year, 2018, and people were talking about that as a model and still has legs. What oh, yeah. would you say are, um, you know, the biggest, the biggest shift in monetization models? What for you works or what do you think works best if you want to make money with your app? Oh, yeah. I mean, on the monetization side, it's really about understanding the economic efficiencies you can make. So it's really, it's really hard to say that you should be making money via native or via search partnerships or via display or video, because it depends on how people are interacting with your app. You know, if we're talking apps specifically here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would never say you should be a native, you, you should monetize via native. But you know, something that I do want us to talk about later is the evolution of the math that comes along with monetization, especially in the mobile app publisher ecosystem, it mimics this evolution we've seen in the media buying ecosystem where worlds go from ad networks over to DSPs and they go from disparate partnerships to big, strong platforms. So uh, I am a big fan of whatever it is you're using to make money. Just make sure one, you're not getting conned uh, mm. And two, make sure that you're always improving and trying to create, uh, you know, optimal efficiency. So the biggest thing I could say for, you know, the back half of 2018 and, and all of 2019, uh, you, the unified auction within uh, mobile app is a huge, huge deal and something we can talk about a little bit uh, in the future. But to me, that is the biggest way, the biggest change in the way that apps make money. And one of those things where I as, you know, I'm only on the publisher side really about nine months now um, was one of the biggest shocks to me. That's, that's you know, we did a, a report within Moby and they found that 15% of partners uh, work with one single ad network. So mm-hmm. from a monetization perspective. So understanding the ecosystem and maximizing is really, as long as you're pushing to make it better and, you know, I like to use math to do that. Uh, that's what I think is important. I think you, if you go into it saying video is going to be big or AR is going to be big, if it doesn't really apply to your user base, it'll never catch on. It'll never make you money. It'll never help any advertisers. So it's, it's not about what you do. It's, it's how you do it. I mean, I wasn't aware at all of the, uh, of the InMobi report. I've seen others similar to say sort of long lines that we're decreasing the number of ad partners we work with simply because it's just a lot of heavy lifting for some companies. It's heavy lifting to manage those partnerships. And you came out and found 15%, was it? Use one partner? That's, uh, it was that's insane. It was, yeah. it was wild. And, and that, you know, that would be a single ad network or DSP that's monetizing. And 
what that is sure. is it's just sure. miseducation. Sure. Sure. So you're shortchanging yourself, basically. For sure. I mean, exactly. It's, uh, you know, the way that I, even if we talk about the waterfall, which is something like 30 to 40% now, the analogy I like to say is like, you go to a Sotheby's auction and when you, when the auctioneer starts, he doesn't walk up to every chair and say, Hey, do you want to buy this painting? And then if you say no, go to the next person, he says, who wants to buy this painting and for how much? And that little vignette has been around in the desktop side with with what people have been throwing around as header bidding and mobile um, for a long time. So the desktop side has had this for three or four years. And if you are a desktop web publisher and you're not using pre-bid or a header bidder, uh, you know, you I think by this point, you know that you're very, very, very far behind. I think in the app world, there was a, you know, there was almost a misunderstanding of, you know, the technology is different. We call it the same thing, you know, unified auctions, in mobile behave differently than they do on the desktop side. Um, but, you know, it, it's one of those things that when I came onto the publisher space, that was the biggest shock to me, was that why, why, are, why is everybody not adopting this yet? And then once we adopted it, even in small chunks, and we saw the value it provided, it, you know, it, it's even more befuddling. So, Well, I'll my, tell you what, Mike, for me, the biggest yeah. shock is that we have run out of time and we have to get a break. That's for me. But keep that thought. Because listeners, you can see we are going to be talking about in-app header bidding, which is going to be top of mind, top of your agenda in 2019. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove. And we have today my guest, Mike Brooks, Senior Vice President Revenue at The Weather Bug. We haven't talked about The Weather Bug yet, Mike, so we will in a moment, but you've <laughs> You've, you've really started into the topic that, um, you know, is just the buzzword. It's in-app header bidding. It sounds really complex. It really isn't. We're going to talk about how you can grasp this opportunity. We know it's an opportunity. You made that very clear. But give me some idea of, like, a how or what do I need to be as an app company even to begin to want to get involved. I mean, maybe if I'm a very small company, I just leave it alone. So this is something that actually came up because I did, when, when we were looking at the report originally, um, there was this myth, you know, we had people submit questions, uh, you know, advertisers and publishers, and there was this question around what was the scale required to be able to benefit from something like this, um, mm-hmm. which, which I didn't understand was a, was a, a, a mental challenge that people were, were taking on. It was one of those things that mathematically, it, you know, it, it, it is kind of, is always an improvement. Um, but people had this question of like, how big does your app have to be? How many impressions do you have to show? How do you have to monetize? Uh, and I guess the way I would answer that is, if you monetize in a, uh, in a type of publisher unit, like we're talking display, we're talking video, we're talking native, that is currently traded on the open market, to put it almost crudely, you know, if we're talking about something where there is an exchange, if we're talking about a type of execution that is not custom, um, and you're making even a dollar a day, this is for you because now you can make a dollar twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll kind of walk through how Weatherbug took on this challenge originally, and to be to to be honest, we did not go whole hog in the beginning, and I'll explain a little bit why because we were we understood the math, but we dipped our toe. Um, philosophically, though, uh, this is for anybody who monetizes via mobile display. Uh, video or native, because those are the three things we're using it for today, uh, and, and what what it's generally used for as well. Um, and to be very clear, this is about everything beyond Facebook and Google. Correct. Well, it actually includes Google too. You know. Oh uh, yeah, UAC. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Facebook that. audience network too. Beyond Facebook, because I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, that's just it. They've I'm not dissing anyone. I'm just saying what people tell me. And they're looking beyond Facebook because if everyone's there, it's like the blue ocean, the red ocean. If everyone's there, then you need to find a new place to go. And this is where it's at. So tell me about that experiment at Weatherbug, Mike. I mean, you said you dipped your toe in it. You what? You just said, this is it. We need to look elsewhere. Lots of opportunity. Let's dive in. But maybe you learned something by diving in, you know, toe as opposed to foot. (laughs) Maybe you're supposed to deep dive from the start. Yeah, I mean, I, so look, if I was giving someone advice today, it would be to jump in head first, but only because we had the learnings that we did. I mm. would say that this is really about the transition that a publisher makes between a waterfall monetization system and a unified auction. So that's really the comparison that's being made here because for the most part, I think publishers understand the waterfall. They understand their ad-serving partnerships, their mediation, uh, that's that's a part of the world people understand. But I go back to the same analogy I brought up earlier about the Sotheby's auction. And the mechanics of how it works 
make it so much better. So when we were thinking about this originally, and, and I'm saying we, Ed Arendelle uh, on my team manages programmatic and he had pushed and brought a lot of this to market right when I had started. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. And he put together this system where we wanted to test unified auctions because we had heard what I'm saying now, oh, they're great, how could you not be doing them? That said, you know, time is money in the publishing world. For every second that you're down, for every second that you're not uh, optimizing your demand partners, um, you're, you're losing opportunity cost. So that's why people in general, I think, are concerned about change is if we go down for a week, you know, that's 2% of our yearly money likely. So mm-hmm. that's a, yeah, and that would be a very, very long time to go down, but, but yeah. this runs through people's minds. And we were in the same boat a little bit later, um, but we said, yes, we want to try it. So what we did to start is we didn't start whole hog and put everybody into a unified auction. We just added unified auctions into the waterfall. So a perfect uh-huh. setup, a perfect setup today is you have a unified auction all of your demand partners bid in through that auction and they all compete on the same impression uh, for who can generate the highest price. Um, you know, in the world of waterfalls, you have to program them in individually, uh, say what you expect the CPM to be constantly moving up. It's a lot more work, but that said, the hybrid model that we approached at first was saying, okay, we're going to take uh, somebody out of the waterfall, probably a few people. I think we had, we were rolling 15 to 18 deep at the time. And we were going to take out a handful and put them through one of these unified auctions and see what happens. You know, we understood the math, but there's another thing to have it uh, be seen on the balance sheet. So we did it. So we did that with two partners. And, and you know, generally you want to work with one unified auction because uh, they all operate very similarly in app. Uh, but we took uh, those two header bidders, more or less, put them into the waterfall to see what happens. What happens when you apply these questions that you have in the back of your mind to you know, real money? And what we saw was exactly what we expected to see, which was CPMs went way up. You know, Within the first month, the, those same partners that were already in the waterfall we're monetizing somewhere between 15 and 21% better depending on the month in that first mm-hmm. quarter. So, you know, that is significant upside that you are missing out on if you're not doing the full unified auction. And remember, that was just a small chunk. So we put together the experiment, we executed the experiment, and the hypothesis that this was going to be productive to our business, just from a CPM perspective, was validated wholeheartedly. Granted, I think the real value to unified auctions is, uh, are a few other things involved in that. But from a CPM perspective, uh, it was stellar. So to me, that proved the point. And over the past nine months, we have uh, migrated to a system where we can be whole hog with a unified auction. So we tested, we dipped our toe in, which you know I wanna be frank with people listening, like that's how we did it. And mm-hmm. the result we saw, 15 to 21% growth in CPMs, was good enough to justify full commitment, but that's not where it stops, right? The CPMs are awesome. And, you know, I manage the revenue team, so that's how we're compensated. We love to see CPM <laughs> revenue increase, um, yep. but, but it's, it's deeper than that, right? Because what was really happening was our latency was high with this waterfall. So what we saw was at some point last year, I wasn't here at the time, our latency was 
seven to 10 seconds to show an ad because the waterfall was taking so long. So what that can end up looking like is five to 10% of your sessions not seeing impressions. And that's not crazy. That's the norm in a waterfall. So I looked at that and I said, this seems like if there's a system that can make this move faster, where the call of the, the impression call goes out and people can respond quicker uh, and, and in this model much faster, uh, there's a lot of money from a latency perspective that's left on the table. And that uh, hypothesis is validated. And then finally, the icing on the cake was the conversations we were having with everyone on the, on the monetization side was SDK related. Oh, you need the SDK because you can't be successful without it because we're able to bid better because we have it in. SDKs can slow your app down. Yeah. So, so what the other fantastic byproduct of this was that we were able to limit our SDKs from 17 two years ago uh, to eight last year to one or two this year. So the, all those things together are really why I've gotten on this stump lately of guys, like this is one of those things that isn't too good to be true. It's just a math thing. And if everyone in the world does it, it, it's, it doesn't impact me and everybody's business can be successful. So it's been a, it's been something, obviously, you can probably hear in my voice that we're very passionate about because it's opportunity cost sitting at the table for most publishers. Uh, you just got to at least dip your toe. I mean, the, this, this, the SDK number, now that's really something because that really is an issue. And I know oh, people yeah. with, I know people with, you know, 20 plus of those <laughs> and thinking about what to do about that. Um, uh, we, there's a couple other points you raise. We do have to go to break for the moment, but I'm really excited about this, Mike, because you point out also the latency, which is another one I'm hearing a lot about. I'm talking to people who are saying, not even for the money, just for the latency, yeah. um, they are going to in-app header bidding and setting up a completely different system, which we will get to. That's the point. You know, now that we are all convinced of this, you know, our listeners, we're going to come back and we're going to hear how really to cash in on this opportunity. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate. 
Certificate of Achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And we have today Mike Brooks, Senior Vice President Revenue Weatherbug. Mike, it's been a great show with you because well, you are you. So, well, I'm enjoying it because you're so pragmatic. You're so straightforward. Just tell it the way it is, you know, and you're not like, you know, with a, a vendor with a mission here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's Weatherbug. You're more like a you're more like a convert with a mission. You have been converted. <laughs> In I'm on the fun side now. Absolutely. And and you, you, you make a great case, no question, um, which absolutely dovetails with everything I'm hearing out there. But we have to take a look at it, step back for a moment. And the myth I was hearing, you know, 2014, 2015, so maybe things have changed and you're a practitioner. I'm an analyst. There's a difference, right? <laughs> um, it was basically, this is all great, but kids don't do it at home because uh, – you need to have a system and some tech that is that is you know off the charts, not for everybody. Expensive, hard to maintain, an army of data scientists. What's it like now? Yeah, you know what I when we were going through the process, we had heard those a couple of those things, but they were never that large in our head. But mm-hmm. now that we're talking about it, I think I understand where it's coming from. Because, you know, you can talk about misinformation being spread in uh, the mobile economy. I think this might be a function of the way people are doing things on the desktop side being applied Mm -hmm. into mobile, right? So if we think about what header bidding is, where you're really bidding into a header on a web page, that can really only exist in the web. Um, And that's how the world of, you know, header bidding came about. I think Google was one of the pioneers. Um, the real pioneer are folks retargeting folks like, like Critio who had been doing this type of thing for a while. But I think where this is coming from is the, the process of setting up a pre-bid setup on the desktop side for uh, a header better. So when I'm thinking about some of the challenges, I think at the end of the day, it's the risk is what people are concerned about. And we'll talk about that. But when you set this up on a desktop side, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's easier and you don't need an SDK to manage this auction, uh, you can do it with what is, what is really open source with, with the pre-bid methodology. So you can build your own header bidder pretty easily on the desktop side. Uh, you would have to devote uh, a little, not a little bit, but a decent amount of engineering resources on the website and a little bit of data science. Um, and it's a pain in the butt because people are used to kind of having 
things served to them from a, a monetization and partnership perspective. And, and that's fair. You know, it's a, it's a partnership ecosystem. That said, if you're setting up pre-bid on the desktop side, you need all those things. And maybe that's where these ideas from people are, are, are coming from, uh, is that I just set this up on the desktop side. Am I going to have to do this in mobile? I understand even less about mobile. And then I have web to, to deal with and apps. So how do I look at that? So I think a lot of those ideas about the level of technology required, the level of investment, uh, might stem from the desktop uh, setup that, that exists today. Uh, you know, obviously you can work with a header bidder partner on the desktop side, but you know, if you have some uh, engineers with some gumption, you can, you can put it together and handle it yourself. Uh, mobile app, I wouldn't suggest it. I think there's a couple really good partners out there. We did a very serious vetting process for this. Um, and there's actually a lot of, a lot of good partners out there. We didn't run into anybody who we didn't think would significantly help our business. But I think at the end of the day, there's that, that mindset from the desktop side about what it's like to go through a pre-bid setup. Um, mm -hmm. But then you think it really comes down to uh, the money value of time. So the cool thing about having an app business is you go to sleep, people continue to use it, you can continue to make money. You know, weekends, yeah, holidays. Yeah, that, you know, making right. money while you're asleep. I don't want to put you on the spot, Mike, but I will ask you because that will be the question, you know, uh, vetting the partners. Maybe we'll have you back just to talk about, you know, picking the right partners. But do you have a couple names you could share without, you know, naming yes. necessarily, you know, not any one particular, but of everyone out there, what are some people, names we should be looking at? People who I thought were uh, exceptional, and there were there were a few. Um, I think Max Ads was uh, exceptional, acquired by Uplovin. Mm -hmm. I think Oath has done an exceptional job. Okay. I think AirServe, as acquired by Inmobi, does a fantastic job. I think uh, the Amazon TAM product does a fantastic job. And remember, people who are listening could be working with these folks in a different capacity to begin with. Um, we started by vetting 11 companies for this. And uh, you know we had some particular needs that, that led us the direction. Uh, and because it's not public, I won't announce yet. But uh, we knew that this was going to be a slog of a, of an RFP process. We thought it, you know, we put a lot of time into it. At the end of the day, uh, I was surprised at how strong all of the players were that we met with. So we didn't meet with anybody that I thought never in a million years, uh, which, which was nice because I haven't had an RFP process like that literally ever. So that, so that was, that was nice where everyone has it together. Um, but those are the few that, that I think uh, are, are doing some exceptional things. Mm-hmm. I think that's really valuable. Our listeners are going to thank you for that one. And I have those always in show notes and everywhere. So don't worry. You didn't have to not jot that one down. We've got <laughs> it for you. We've got you covered on this one. In the meantime, Mike, we have come to the end of the show. That is so sad. But we so will have sad. you back indeed because I want to have you back. We need to talk about weather bug. We need to talk about location and data and weather. And that's exactly what we're going to do at a later date. So listeners, Mike will be back. But I'm in the meantime, in. absolutely. In the meantime, Mike, how do they stay in touch with you? Uh, anybody, please feel free to LinkedIn me uh, or shoot me a note at mbrooks at weatherbug.com. Uh, and let's, uh, let's catch up in person. Absolutely. And we have those as well for you later. And in the meantime, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor in Mobile Presence, then you can email me, 
Peggy, Peggy at Mobile Groove. That's also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing, app marketing services, and loads of articles that I write about the mobile app economy. You can also check out this and earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So friends, until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.